0: This is Lorenzo Anselmo, and you're listening to Blunt Instruments. I
1: feel alright, Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that I got
0: my woman, I feel like
1: right. yeah, 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 Every time I think about you, you've been so good to me. You know you make me wanna stop
0: Hey everyone, welcome back to Blunt Instruments. I'm joined by my co-host, Luke Taggart, Bond's apartment. How you doing,
1: Luke? What's up, pal? Not too bad. Getting excited. Yes, dude.
0: That's exactly what I'm excited to talk about today. We're going to really hammer on the fact that No Time to Die is less than a week away from its royal premiere.
1: No is, time to die will be out in no time. In
0: <laughs> no time
1: at all. Is You're it kind of surreal? For, say that.
0: Is it kind of surreal for you, like the fact that we're this close now?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's it's taken on a uh kind of a stress in my life. To be completely honest with you, it's one of those things where um, I'm almost not ready for it. You know, it's uh, not that I'm not ready to see it, but the the fact that it's Daniel Craig's last film, the fact that the hype is so high, and the fact that it's been delayed so many times and it's finally here has just created a whirlwind of emotions that I, I can tell you I'm I'm probably not gonna have I'm not gonna be able to handle it. So,
0: yeah, I know I can totally agree with that because for me it, it's we've been stuck in this like period of like a movie release where we don't know when it's being released. There's products being held back which today we're going to kind of talk about those products and things that have kind of dropped in the last few weeks and in the weeks to come but mm. it just feels like this huge like like pressure cooker that is slowly like ready to pop and being so close and 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 having it right at our fingertips it's it's almost surreal for me like I just can't wrap my head around the fact that it's finally here it's upon us
1: Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I mean, it's, it's, it sounds stupid to say that I don't know if I'm ready for it, but it's not. Oh no. Delay it again. No, please don't. I want to see it. And I want to see it tonight, but you know, it's, it's at the same time. It's like, like I'm, it's just, you know, I just, I'm just not ready. I'm as emotionally, (laughs) I'm not ready. Let's put it that way. I'm like trying to picture myself at the theater getting ready to see this
0: movie and I just can't I can't visualize it I just can't wrap my head around it and I think the thing with that is it it, it's just the constant yo-yoing of the movie's coming the movie's not coming the movie's coming the movie's not coming and I think Mm -hmm. for me my head kind of wrapped it my my, I kind of wrapped my hopes around the fact that when CinemaCon was in Vegas in um, late August you know MGM did a presentation and they showed 10 minutes of the film and they basically said at that presentation, this movie's coming out in October. We are not backing down no matter what's going on.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think at that point, I had pretty much committed to the fact that this movie was coming out. And I think I saw a few articles a couple of weeks after that, that were like, oh, bond may delay again. I'm like, just get out of here with that negative, you know, media mm-hmm. connotation that they're going to back out. So, I mean, I must say like, since they made that announcement, I feel like they've just kind of hit the pavement running as far as like releasing things like new trailers and um, products and all those kind of things. Is there anything like in your mind that kind of just sticks out right away? Like what's uh-uh. something that you're just like, wow, when that happened, like I was like, whoa.
1: Yeah. Honestly, um, there was, I don't know, maybe about, I'd say a week and a half, two weeks ago. Um, so, you know, mid September, there was just a, fucking burst of releases and merch and and trailers and teasers and clothes and boots and it's like I couldn't keep up with what what do I need to order what do I need to see what do I need to talk about what do I need to post and and I know that once this movie comes out it's just going to get worse (laughs) so that's what's been on my mind as a content creator that's what's been going through my head
0: yeah for me it's same sediments. uh i mean the thing that really sticks out in my head as something that i was completely like left fielded with was the npl uh commando pants that uh they did for the movie which i'll be honest with you i don't think that was originally part of the plan you know it seems like because all this time they were able to like release something like this but i don't think this was originally something they were going to release back in april 2020 Mm -hmm. and it's funny because like in my head i was like this is a costume pant that is never going to be reproduced you know we're going to get right you know royale filmwares version of the you know the commando pants and that's what it's going to be and then completely blindsided by this which i i feel is an awesome release because it's such a unique looking pant and granted we haven't seen the film or how it's going to be used in the film but I just love the intricate details of it and the fact that, you know, Sidorot, it was played a part in MPL's, you know, reproduction of this pan, you know, to make mm-hmm. it as screen accurate as possible. I haven't seen them in person yet, but I can just tell from the images that I've seen. I, I absolutely love like the detailing on the pockets, um, all the keepers and all that kind of stuff, the detailing that went into making these as screen accurate as possible.
1: Yeah. I mean, those, those for me was, yeah, I wasn't expecting that either, but you know, I'm somebody that unless I'm going to use it daily, it doesn't, it doesn't really spark my interest, but that in particular was, was in of interest to me just because I too did not think that was uh, something that was going to be released. And especially by NPL, you know, I just, you know, it, 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 that was one of the things that was one of the items that blindsided me that came out and I was like, damn, everybody's talking about these and everyone's getting these. And it's like, you know yeah that on top of the uh the danner boots was the other the other one that i i was a little blindsided about even though that of course was inevitable but that was a little blindsiding as well yeah
0: it's funny because like i do want to get to the danner boots but just to kind of wrap up on the the npl thing like for me like i know you said like for you it's more or less like i'm not going to get something i'm not going to use i'm definitely in the same boat Um, with these pants in particular, this is a very specified item. So like, if you're buying these pants, like, I feel like you're going to use them in a particular sort of way, you know, like Mm -hmm. whether it's, Oh, I'm going up for a ski weekend or, Oh, I'm, you know, for me personally, I'm looking forward to trying them on and I might possibly get them because, you know, at work I use utility pants, you know, I need them for my job. And I mean, if I can get that little bond moment in there by wearing them and they look right for my setting. I mean, I'm going to pull the trigger on them, but I, mm. I'm still reserving judgment if I'm going to pick up a pair, but I am looking forward to like kind of putting them on see how they fit and kind of see like the function of them and all that stuff. So kudos to NPL for like bringing those out and uh, doing such a great job with them. I thought uh, Remmert and David did a great job releasing the news about those, which you can kind of touch on that real quick. You know, wouldn't you say like most of the releases of product have been through David's channel or Remmert's page?
1: yeah yeah definitely and very uh well advertised and um you know very informative i would definitely agree with that yeah so you had mentioned the danner boots um as far as the danner boots go
0: i was i actually had a pair of the the uh the boots the same model um in all of it was like an olive drab color that i had gotten back in as soon as they were kind of identified i bought a pair with the impression that the screening you know the uh, the production crew bought a pair of them and just painted them black mm-hmm. obviously we know that they were made specifically for the movie and it turned into a release but I bought a pair of the the all the pair just to kind of try them out and see is this a boot I would actually wear and i ended up getting them off eBay I think for 50 bucks and they were oh, like nice. barely used yeah it was a steal and so i ended up getting two pairs because i love the first pair so much so i have one that that's exactly like the screen one it's just a lace-up boot and then i have one that's actually a quarter zip on the side which i actually like the quarter zip a little more so mm-hmm. um just as far as like a functioning fit like a quick on and off and yeah. a lot of people you know were probably kind of wondering like what do you wear these with these are such like a you know uh, a tactical boot and for me I warm a lot in the winter here in Vegas, which it, uh, surprisingly enough, it gets very cold here in Vegas. Mm-hmm. So I, I put them through its paces. I actually wore those boots when I was picking up my no time to die watch, which funny enough. Nice.
1: Nice. Uh,
0: so I really, I have worn them and I've gotten used to them. And I, I like them as like when I'm doing kind of like little more activities as far as like hiking or like, you know, I'm uh, sometimes I do yard work and stuff like that with a friend. And, um, it just, it's, it's a tool boot. Like it's, it's not like, you know, you can dress it up, dress it down. I think black works better than, than all of, but I think if you're trying to like pair it up with a commando pants and all that, you're getting into that cosplay, you know, area. I mean, wouldn't you say?
1: Oh yeah. A hundred percent. That's why you and I talked about this last night. That's why I didn't really have any interest in buying them. Um, Well, for starters, I couldn't find out the friggin price. And then once you told me the price, I was like, damn, maybe I should have, but um I bought the palladium boots when that first circulated, which I feel like was probably about a year ago now. And then, um, I also have a pair of black Sperry boots. So just, um, for me, it wasn't something I was going to buy just because of the simple fact. I didn't know when I would wear them and, uh, you know, like winter wise, they'd be something good to have for sure. I don't, I, I, of course, especially here in Michigan. But like I said, I just have at this point two quite, you know, expensive pairs pair of boots that I already don't wear enough. So I just I didn't attack them. But I've heard great things, and the price points pretty damn unbeatable. So that is a nice uh, sartorial item to have in your collection if you are lucky enough to have them.
0: Yeah, I mean, obviously, I jumped on jumped on it as soon as it came out because I really wanted a pair of them. But um, I will say a couple things about it now that I've received them. Danner did a great job with the packaging. Um, uh, the boot itself is incredible. They threw in a couple extras, like a little keychain keeper on there. I think the thing that a lot of um, people in the community are struggling with is the fact of how the release went down. And like you said you didn't even know what the price point was. And one Mm -hmm. of the frustrations I had was the release time was very unknown. I knew the day, but there was no communication as far as, Oh, they're dropping at this time or they're, you know, they're going to be this much. Like I had to do some real digging. Like, and I found out pretty much at the 11th hour, like what was going down. I still didn't even know what time it was going to be released. That was kind of surprised. And so Last week you know this. I was I was selected for jury duty, and every day I was going to court, which was not part of my schedule for the week. So, like I was heading into court the day of the release, and I was checking every hour, and court started at nine. And sure as anything, at nine o'clock, I was heading into court and the boots are released. I have no idea, I completely forgot. And once I got settled in in court, I sat down and I checked my phone. It was like 9:20. All of a sudden, like I see the email, I see everything. I'm like, Oh no, like I missed out on these boots. And I logged on and someone had texted me. They're like, Oh, the site's down. It's not working. I had like five or six messages in my Instagram box, same thing. And at that point I had gotten on and I had no problem checking out, which I was shocked that my sizes were still there. Like, you know, I wear 12, but I mean, at that point, I think like all the smaller sizes from 10 down were gone. So, I mean, obviously that's a popular size range, but I mean, I know a lot of people were upset about this release and how it, how it went down. And I mean, this isn't like Nike or Adidas, which I know you, you know, me and you have talked about those kind of releases. Like they they do them all the time. This is like what they do and they have it Mm -hmm. down pat. I, I just don't. I don't think Danner anticipated a, this much, much interest and b this overwhelming response to these boots. I mean, what was your, if you were to like release these boots, what, how would you have done it?
1: What, what would you have done to make this release a little smoother? Um, Well, you know, like Adidas, Adidas has them. You can only buy them from the app and it's at 3am Eastern. So I would have just done something similar, maybe not app wise, but. When you're, when you're a company, Danner's not a small company per se, but they're not as big as Adidas. Um, you have to expect you're going to get a lot of traffic that you don't normally generate. And, um, you know, you kind of have to do your research. James Bond fans, there's many of them. And uh, I think one of the things that makes Bond so relatable is his sartorial elements that you can buy. Like, you can't buy a lightsaber and take it to Target with you. I mean, you can, but you fucking idiot. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like you can buy pretty much anything from a bond film and wear it and either someone's going to know what it is or not, but you know, it's, you can incorporate it in your every day. So, um, I think they needed to just kind of expect the traffic and bolster their site for that. And then, and then pick a time, because I think maybe one of the main reasons the website crashed is you're getting constant people checking it rather than you know, it comes out at three. Okay. I'll be on there at three. It's, you know, you're getting a hundred percent, 200% more hits every second of the day than you normally do. So your website's already running pretty slow. And then you send the email out and then bang, you know, this flood lot of people comes on. So I don't know. I just would have had a set time and, um, price I up, just marketed yeah. it. Yeah. I would have yeah. marketed it better.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that I, I agree with that. Absolutely. Like for me, it, the, the only thing is I would have changed other than what you said is I love the fact that they did um, a limited run. I think that's really cool, but mm-hmm. it also sucks for the fans that a missed out or B didn't have the opportunity to even buy them. And I think like maybe it's a situation to uphold the integrity of the boot that, that was screen worn um, you do another release and maybe add it to the collection for a little while, but you make like a small minute adjustment. Like you put the zipper on the side of it, you know, mm-hmm. like you, and you just leave it as a staple boot in there, you know? So, or you just leave it as the packaging is what makes this one special. And then you have a standard edition that people right. can buy, you know, because to me it's a black boot and it's popular and people are going to wear it. So why not just release that? So, right. I mean, well, Either way, I think they crushed it on the actual product. Um, mm-hmm. I think they botched the release, which, you know, that's okay. I, this is their first time in my eyes doing a Bond release. So I think they were just a little surprised. So, I mean, yeah, that, that well, is what it is. But um, moving everywhere. on to another release, which you I not. Did you release a review on this yet? The uh, old Bar or- or- Brown shirts that were No, in but I do have
1: them. I do have them.
0: You have them. So mm-hmm. talk to me a little bit about them. When did you find out? When did you make, take the plunge? Um,
1: i found out through david zarittki's video the bond experience and um i've had one item from orlebar brown before and it didn't it was a little too snug and i i knew that if i returned it and got something bigger it would be too big so at this point the only thing i had from orlebar brown are flip-flops <laughs> but um, love them and uh so the orlebar brown t-shirts i gotta say i don't like them I really don't. And it's just for how much they cost. They're very, very, very thin. And, um, I think the same issue, I think I ordered a size too big, but I know if I go down, they'll be too small. So it's not that I don't like them completely because, you know, they're very soft and they're very light and they're very, you know, it's, it's resort wear. So yeah, that'd be great for a beach or somewhere hot, but you know, in the film, he wears them, underneath things well not the gray one but the white one and um so and you know i have the rgt jacket so i put literally yesterday before i left the house i put the white one on and then threw the rgt jacket over it and just the way it, it like the neck was like really you know like uh bunched up and like sagging and it you know what I, it was just disappointing it was disappointing so at this point i don't know what to do with them i don't know if i should uh return them and get a medium because I usually get large, just because when they're coming in the mail, like I am more a medium. When they're coming in the mail, it's safer to to go with a large because usually, I mean, it's something like this too. I'm gonna wear it, um, you know, under something. But I don't know. I'm torn right now. What do you think? Um. Well, I've never tried an
0: all bar brown shirt on before, but um, I have tried Sunspell shirts on, and I have a feeling the material is very similar. It's very like you know thin like it's
1: paper thin
0: yeah i think that's that's by design obviously right um as far as sizing for you dude like i mean i would go for the medium because you gotta mm. remember this stuff's cotton it's gonna stretch a little bit
1: yeah but know. also shrink so i'm thinking i should wash <laughs> these and kind of let those go see what happens.
0: <laughs> yeah if you wash them you can you, you can see what happens i i'll be honest with my my son's spell shirts it's gonna sound so extra but mm. i i dry clean them because yeah. it's just like I don't want the sides to get you know funky. So my t-shirts when I wear those those ones they get dry clean. I actually just dropped some dropped them off today. But um <clears throat> I was at the dry cleaner today too. Wow, what a coincidence. What a couple of
1: bougie bitches.
0: <laughs> I know dry cleaning t-shirts, first world yeah. problems. But uh yeah, I mean I am actually I'm planning on getting getting these shirts to try them out, but um, I'm I am curious on the fit, so I'm trying to hold mm. out um i will be traveling to new york here in the future real soon and um i'm i'm gonna stop by the store and hopefully find something that that will fit me and be comfortable and not you know but like from looking at the cut of it from just pictures Mm -hmm. i they definitely have um they're they're not really like full-on sleeves they they, they feel like 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 cap sleeves almost like they're short they are and the, the the crew neck isn't like a traditional round, it's more of like mm-hmm. an oval, mm-hmm. it seems like. So, which I also hate. <laughs> so, maybe going down a size might work for you, dude. I,
1: I have yeah. a feeling
0: the medium will really work for you.
1: Yeah, I, th- I honestly think just a nice wash and dry might do the trick because there's a lot of excess material on there. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not giving myself enough credit. I'm so damn <laughs> handsome and thin. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. But, uh, you know, it's just, that's my problem. You know, I've talked about this with many brands. The The first brand, and and this is not a Bond brand, but it's Municipal, Mark Wahlberg's clothing brand. That is the first brand that has just truly been like off the rack, fits me perfect. Lululemon, I have a problem with. Orlebar Brown, I have a problem with. I will actually say Sunspell thus far has also been surprisingly... Uh, perfect. But other than that, you know, I'm still uh looking for you know the brand that fits me best. So I digress. Yeah.
0: One of the things you talked about in one of your YouTubes, I think it was when you did the Palladium boot review, mm-hmm. is taking influence from from these brands that are Bond brands and making it your own. Like finding something in their collection that speaks to you that yeah. you know you still have that connection of you know, bond there with the brand, but then you're like taking it to the degree of picking something that you want to wear that that reflects your taste, mm-hmm. and I think that's important because if we all just keep buying everything James Bond wears, we're all going to have the same crap, and we're not. There's right. not going to be anything that makes it your own. And I really live for that moment when you know I'm around someone that I know that's Bond fan, and they notice something I'm wearing that is a Bond brand, but it's not something Bond wore. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um that happened to me actually about a month or two two ago when harris thomas was visiting we went to the pool and i chose to wear these uh matte black tom ford sunglasses i had gotten like a couple years ago and i love them because when i picked them up i was like i love the shape of this it was like a traditional wayfarer Mm -hmm. and it had like the the tom ford T on the side was like this like um creamy like um it almost looked like a faux patina, like like the Spectre watch. Mm-hmm. I was like, God, th- these would look great if, when I wear my watch. So I picked them up. And the first thing he said is, "Dude, tell me about those sunglasses." And I, I, you know, I explained the whole story. Dude, and he's tell like, me about
1: them sunglasses.
0: Tell me about them sunglasses.
1: Where are you heading to? <laughs> Where are you going, girl? <laughs> so, yeah, I mean Tom Ford. I've done that too with Tom Ford. With I have uh, eyeglasses from Tom Ford. I've actually had two different pairs. And then um, Pear, and then uh, Barber. Barber is a huge, huge, huge brand for me that I don't actually own a single thing, Barber, from the films. But I've got multiple Barber non-Bond-related items that I'm obsessed with. So I-, I lied. I lied. I just got that... Um, Covert jacket. See, and that's I keep forgetting because it still <laughs> needs to be tailored. It's sitting right next to me with all the tags on it still aside from the covert jacket, which I'm very excited to wear, I've also got like a a full zip windbreaker. That's absolutely incredible because it, it's somehow thin, but really keeps you warm. And then I've got actually like a button down kind of flannel shirt that I'm obsessed with. So barber is a huge brand for me that people really need to start exploring outside of the bond stuff because it's great.
0: Yeah. I, uh, I can speak to that actually. Cause Cassandra, I got her a, a barber jacket, not a barber jacket. I always do this. Damn it. <laughs> she always makes fun of me cause I get the names mixed up. Mm-hmm. I got her a bell staff jacket, mm-hmm. which money mm-hmm. penny wears a ba- bell staff jacket in the mm-hmm. beginning of skyfall. And obviously that model is long gone, but um, I took the influence from that. And they had a model that was similar, not quite the same color, but the same kind of cut and look. And I picked that up for her, being something that she, you know, that's not normally something she would wear. And mm. she's fallen in love with that jacket. Like she just like loves the cream
1: it. color. Yeah. It's like a cream. Yeah, I've seen her
0: uh, it's more of like a khaki, I would describe it as. Yeah, I, think I have pictures
1: Monday. of uh, her saved on my phone. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: God. Thank uh, you. Now you. Now you threw me off topic because now I'm thinking about those pictures. Breaking the <laughs> ice.
1: No, I'm just kidding. I've seen her wearing it though. I think she's posted something with it. Yeah. I'm, I'm familiar.
0: Yeah. It's a cool jacket and it ended up being, it's one of her go-tos now, you know, it's one of the Mm -hmm. staples in her, her closet, you know, so talking about staples, um, what are some of the things that you would say you've gotten, whether it's screen worn or screen accurate or non-screen accurate that have been, that
1: have become staples in your clothing line, like of what you wear on a daily basis. Um, yeah, I would say there's four. So number one would be the watch, obviously the Golden Eye watch. Um, number two, the Rag and Bone Henley from No Time to Die has become uh, quite a staple. And um, number three, the Sunspel Polo from Casino Royale, incredible. Like what a freaking, just the material, the 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 like the knitting on it or weave, however you would call it, the the weight the fit. It's incredible. I proposed in it. It's that awesome. And, um, and then fourth would be the RGT jacket. Another one that, um, luckily needed zero tailoring. Um, those four, like yesterday it was okay. Today's we're recording this on a Thursday. Yesterday was Wednesday, Tuesday. It was like 85 degrees here in Michigan. Wednesday. It was like 53 bang. RGT came out immediately without hesitation. And, um, you know, that one, is, it's just a great jacket. And I think when I do have the barber uh, jacket tailored, I'm going to bring in the RGT and say, I want it to fit just like this. Very similar material. So I'm going to say, make it fit just like this. But those are my four. What about you? Um, for me, definitely
0: the RGT jacket. Love that jacket. It wears pretty well in the heat. Like mm-hmm. I know I know when David did his review on it, he had talked about how it seals in the heat. When you wear it open... It, for me the wax material it just you know it wears in kind of nice it's, it's kind of not dope. skin tight
1: yeah yeah
0: and i wouldn't wear it on like a day we'll say when it's like 117 but i can get away with it around 85 mm-hmm. maybe 90 if i'm wearing a light, mm-hmm. thin t-shirt thin olive brown t-shirt yeah. <laughs> but uh so that's definitely one that that i um i gravitate towards uh the second one is the covert jacket that i just got which I had bought in the washed version, which was not the screen. I think it was like the, I I forget what the the original screen accurate one was called, but the wash version is kind of different. And um, I wasn't really happy with the fit of that one. It didn't, and the look of it was kind of dingy. And I was just like, "Mm, I don't really gravitate towards it. Mm -hmm. The new covert jacket, I think looks money. Like, and I've worn it a few times out and I've actually gotten a compliment on it. Someone was like, dude, that's a really cool jacket. Where'd you get it? And I, I told him, I was like, you know, this jacket just came out. It's, you know, supposed to be in the new Bond movie, yada, 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 you know, the jazz, but, um, the look of it and the fit definitely changed from the original. And I think that was definitely in part of things that, you know, Barber had heard from, you know, the fan base and people talking about it and stuff. So I think that was a good adjustment. Mm-hmm. The only complaint I have about that jacket is they didn't put the exterior button on the right collar, which I don't know. I'm sure that was by design, but I wish they would have, you know, because that's like one of the details you look for in it.
1: So I'm excited to wear it. It just needs to be tailored. The arms are huge on mine. Just absolutely baggy. Yeah, they're long. long. Even in the
0: movie, I think from what we've seen, it looks a little long.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just interesting because nothing needs to be changed like in the bust, in the torso area. Nothing. But the arms need some heavy nip and tuck, <laughs> if you will. So I'm excited for it though. So I can I can assume we're
0: gonna get a review on your on your channel when, when you're done with that, right? Uh, yeah, you will.
1: <laughs> yeah, you sure will, pal.
0: So let's let's move on to uh, Tommy Bahama. Like I know mm-hmm. you picked up the shirt from the movie. Um yep. you chose to go with the navy, which yep. again I love the originality of it and the fact that you're not going to let you know what's worn on screen really dictate what color mm-hmm. you're going to wear. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. I, I actually got two versions. I got the blend version and I got the the one that was on screen, the hundred percent silk. And right. I don't know. You tell me because for me, I feel like the material on the silk is kind of heavier, mm-hmm. which that doesn't make any sense, but. Right, it's so much heavier than the blend, and I prefer the feel of the blended material versus the one hundred percent silk. What about you? Like, how I actually been
1: I haven't tried the blended one on. This is the problem with this shirt. So, I bought it when it wasn't time to wear it in Michigan, and went and had it tailored. And um, the thing about my tailor here in Michigan is shout out to Parks Taylor, who would never ever ever hear this. But my thing with them is the, the buttons on this particular, and mine's 100% silk version to preface, the buttons on it are, it's kind of like their own, uh, you know, section. It's not just like a, a typical dress shirt where you've got two buttons sewn on in a hole. It's, it's its own piece, right? So when you tailor a shirt like that, you can do one of two things, you can either, you know, start cutting away and not move the button. So potentially you're going to lose a button or a function of the button. It might just look like it's, it's there, but you can't use it because you've moved the material or you can literally unstitch it, move it, and then put it back. So it looks like nothing ever happened. And they did that for me. It was actually her idea. She was like, I don't, you know, I, I would rather do this if you're okay with it. I was like, of course. So she did that. And for me, the only issue I have with it And, um, I guess to go back to my original point, I've been places since I've had it, Florida, wherever Vegas, I've gone into various Tom, Tommy Bahama stores. They don't have it. They don't have it in any of these stores that I've been to. So I can't try on anything, anything other than what I have. But the one thing I will say, I do agree that it is heavy because you're supposed to roll your shirts like two times or three times, just like roll, 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 done. Don't touch it. Cuffs open. Don't touch it. Just like he does in the film. And the problem is it is so heavy to me that it kind of continues to slide down the arm or, you know, because this isn't one that I think I would ever wear flashback to Casino Royale when he's got something somewhat similar on that Navy, you know, when he's playing poker with Demetrius, that kind of, you know, button down silk thing he's got on, um, You kind of look at that and you're like, oh, I'll wear it down. But the way that this fits, the arms just don't look right wearing it down. You're supposed to roll it. And uh, I hate when I have it rolled up and it's constantly moving around. It just bugs the shit out of me. So that I will say. I do love it. And after getting it tailored, it's great. And the colors, it's a beautiful color, especially in person. But it is very agitating. I think the only place I notice the weight of it is in my arms, if that makes any sense.
0: No, that makes sense. Like, so for me, I'm, I'm right there with you on the weight. It's a very thick material. Like, I didn't think it was going to be that thick because I, I, like I said, I got the blended version first, which it's very thin and light and breathable. It doesn't have as much detailing. Like it doesn't have like the pick stitching around the collar or the cuffs or the pocket. But to me, that wears more comfortably than the silk version. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like the silk version, they're trying to, like, dress it up and make it more, um, uh, like more luxurious. Yeah, yeah, like, and then this, this, the, the blended version, I feel like is just so much more casual, and I, it'll be, it's funny, I'll go, to, like, I'm going out, I'll grab that one, because I'm just more comfortable when I'm wearing it, you know, because it's a lighter material, it wears, like, it wears, like, I feel like, If I was on a beach, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna gravitate towards is the way Mm -hmm. that one feels, Mm -hmm. and the other one it's just a little stifling almost. And the other thing I can't stand about it, which you didn't hit on it, was you notice how like when you open the shirt up, how there's this untaped this unattached flap of fabric there. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: What's the purpose of that? Why do you need this huge flap of fabric there? I'm sure there's a reason, but I. I hate it. It just gets in the way and it flaps yeah. over and it's just, it's well, how it's far down, down you
1: buttoning from... this shirt. You playboy? <laughs> 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 I use one button. It's the bottom button <laughs> all the way. At the bottom. Yeah, up. Up. I trust me. I've noticed that too, because of course, when I first got it, I was like, okay, how can I wear this? Can I wear it with something under it? Can I wear it? You know, like a, like a gray or lebar Brown t-shirt with it completely open. Nope. Looks stupid. You know what I mean? So you try to figure it out and I've, I've noticed that too you know it's it's definitely a strange uh inclusion
0: yeah it's just like i don't know i think overall like i understand why it was picked for the movie like for the tone it's just i mean you gotta say it is kind of funny he's wearing tommy bahama shirt with a pair of tom ford jeans like Mm -hmm. to me you couldn't be polar opposite with those things right if you tried you know it just it just doesn't to me it's just it doesn't fit, like right. I mean, I
1: I I like to picture that when they they created that outfit, they thought, you know, you don't you don't go to that location and buy jeans. So the jeans are something he packed, and the shirt is something he bought after moving down there. That's that's the the you know sticking just, justification. justification that I have yeah. in my twisted brain.
0: I kind of wish they would have done like a camp shirt from uh from Sunspell you know Mm -hmm. you'd still do the same color but stick with a bond brand that you know the fan base is familiar with and the the quality of the product is you know it speaks Mm -hmm. for itself but I guess if you're trying to play on the themes I guess that makes sense but it's kind of like the jeans it's just kind of like a question mark you know like okay, okay so why those um you got the Sperry's don't you did you pick those
1: up I actually had them before the movie was even a thing
0: and so what do you think of those?
1: Um, well, like most Sperry's, the, the freaking laces are a bitch. They come undone every five seconds. I've I've actually heard people, after you tie them, super glue right in the knot and it'll stop happening. Um, so yeah, I mean, by the time that this film came out, mine were pretty beat to shit, but uh, I had already <laughs> replaced accurate. the laces on them. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, But no, I mean, Sperry's are great. I've always been a big fan. Aside from the annoyance of... Like let's put it this way. I just got done telling you that I hate when I roll up my sleeves and they roll down an inch. Like I'm that annoying. But these shoes are the same. I hate when you tie them and every 5 seconds they're coming untied because of the lace they choose to use. But even with that aside, Sperrys, you can't beat them. All summer, early fall, late spring, you can just slip them on. They're they're fantastic. But another you know, it's 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 weird for the film only because they match the shirt. They don't match the jeans as far as the price point. But, you know, aside from that, I, you know, from a sartorial aspect, you see him wearing Sperry's you're like, wow, something I may actually already own. And if I don't, I should be able to get my hands on these. So from that aspect, I thought it was great that they were in the film. Yeah. I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't owned a pair of Sperry's yet. I mean, i
0: Dealt with them. I've sold them before. I've tried them on. I just. I always said I would get a pair, and never got around to it. And then, of course, I need that that little bond push to make it happen, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, I got these at the end of 2019. And I'll be honest, I have worn mine so much, I actually had to like rip out the like leather lining of the sole, and I had to buy you know aftermarket inserts. And I love them, like these things. I you you know, so I I take my shoes in to get them like cleaned, and you know maintenance and you know conditioned so i took these in and they came back out and i was like oh they're so buttery soft now so these are like i i would say from the movie i've worn these the most like like this is the one thing i've i've gotten if i'm going out to you know grab lunch or you know i'm running an errand i always gravitate towards these because i don't have to worry about socks i don't have to worry about you know tying shoes Mm -hmm. it's just like slip them on and i go so um yeah, these were a pleasant surprise, and it's become a staple in my, my daily wear, I would say, for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's transition into something a little different other than just talking about all these brands. Um, I want to ask you. So you get, you get a letter from Eon, and they go, Luke, we love what you do. We love your, your YouTube. We love your humor. We're going to give you the opportunity to pick one thing from the movie, that sartorial
1: item, Um, and that's it. What would you pick and why? Probably the watch. I'd I, I mean, it'd be a toss up between the watch and one of the suits, but I think the watch, just because it's something that'll last forever, you know, it's something I could have. And I don't, you know, if, if I get one of the suits and it needs to be tailored. And usually when you get a suit tailored, you're obviously taking away material. So, you know, who knows how long that'll fit me. You know what I mean? So it would be the watch actually hands down the watch i've i've seen yours in person i've put it on it's it's an amazing amazing uh honestly you could say piece of machinery because it's got a lot of technology in it it's uh it's incredible so the watch for sure that's a good pick um
0: for me i'm 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 gonna go on a limb here but like other than like an aston martin which i'm not trying to pick anything Mm -hmm. ridiculous i want to pick something that's actually you know yeah, if, if we're doing that
1: then I'll change to that fucking yeah. crazy ass plane that him and Okay, him so and, let's uh, say it can't be, in?
0: Let's say it has to be in the price range of like less than less than what the watch is. Let's say it has to be like around 5 grand or less. That way you're picking something that's like, you know, because obviously someone's going to pick the watch or the car or a gun, mm-hmm. you know. So, mm-hmm. like what what other item? Ugh, that makes it tough. Okay, well I'll tell you mine while you think about it. Yeah, go for it. So for me, it's um, a Globetrotter case. Like mm-hmm. I want like a carry mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. you know, it doesn't have to be the no time to die one. Cause I feel like, you know, like it's branded, it's cool. Like it's for the movie, but I always think in my head, what happens when the next movie comes out, I'm going to be logging around like my no time to die case. Like, it, I don't know. I'm one of those weird people that likes the newest and greatest thing. Mm-hmm. I would much rather get one that like is a color that reflects my personality or my style. Um, as I've said on here before, I love Navy. So like, I would probably like get like a Navy case. And if I'm able to do some design changes, I would, you know, kind of play with the straps and kind of do something unique, Mm -hmm. but that, that is the thing I would want. And I love that they've switched from two wheels to four wheels. I just feel like that just makes it more practical for travel. So that's my pick for what I would want.
1: Yeah. I, I still don't know. I I would say, um, Ooh, Probably one of the suits then. I mean, if we're doing less in the watch, I know not all the suits are ten grand. Some of them are, but well, I would say, yeah, just yeah. I would which say one. like I would do the mm, probably the one when he gets out of the V8. Is that the um? That's like uh, the the chat James. Yeah,
0: the yeah. I forgot what it's called specifically. Yeah, Someone's that no one. Roast I roast me do. for that. Yeah, that's well, a good looking suit. What else man. is new?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're like roast beef on this fucking show. So. <laughs> but yeah, I would I would we choose have that. all the meats. <laughs> yes, we do. We have the meat. The meat. Yeah, I would choose that. I would choose the suit.
0: Uh was there anything that was released that you were kind of like, uh, eh, like you were just not excited for, or you were like, why is this a thing?
1: Um that's interesting. Uh well, you know what? For a for a answer, while I think of a better one, I will say the the like commando pants from NPL, just more so because like you said, you know, where are these going to be worn? You know, and it's like for me, like you said, you'll wear them to work. Well, luckily, you know, I know that you can use them at work, but they're also not going to get beat to shit at your job. Most jobs that require pants like that, like I used to wear pants like that when I worked at a tire place, you know what I mean? I would never, ever wear them there. Um, so that, that's kind of like a half-ass answer. Um, I mean, it's definitely a real answer. I had a lot of different thoughts running through my head when those came out, but I'm not, I'm not sure. I think maybe that might just have to be my answer just because, you know, the Danner boots were a close second, but you know, like I like we both talked about, let's be real. If I didn't have the palladiums or the Sperry boots and I bought those, I'd wear them the second it snowed all winter long. So That's not as good of an answer as I think the pants were. That's more or less like a, um, what can
0: I say? That that's more or less the fact that you already have enough boots to that cover Mm -hmm. that range and
1: you just have no need for them, which makes sense. Absolutely. And like, let's be real. If I were to buy those boots, if it was snowing, I wouldn't throw on jeans and, and tuck them into the boot. Like I can pull my jeans over them. So they're serving their purpose as something that's not, you know, it's going to keep my foot warm. It's going to keep my foot dry and I'm not going to slip and eat shit in the snow. But at the same time, it's not like I'm, you know, they're like knee high boots and I'm wearing like joggers tucked in and I've got a gun around my ankle and I'm just like literally going to Kroger or something. (laughs) Chicken. You know what I mean? So give me all your poultry. Yeah. Give me your poultry. I'll kick your fucking ass. (laughs) So yeah, that's my answer
0: yeah so for me I actually those two like I said I'm still reserving judgment on the pants that's kind of like up in the air um the boots I love which I've already said but I think the thing for me that I'm just kind of like you know scratching my head about which I'm glad they did it but I just don't see the point is the Adidas shoes like for me it's like unless they're gonna be worn in the film which we don't know yet you know I might change my um my opinion and stance on this but just as of right now knowing that there's no direct connection at this stage uh it just to me just seems kind of like why you know like is are we just branding
1: it to to release a shoe so Uh, yeah i mean no keep going go ahead finish it oh
0: oh, so like i mean they did like four pairs and and two of them are a 25th anniversary like you know nod which that's fine i don't care about that um as much you know if you want to wear james bond shoes you know that that's cool that that's you know, that's up to you. But for me, it's just like, I just understand this push
1: for like, you know, uh, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I don't, I don't disagree with that. My, my issue is of I'm, I'm buying the all white ones. So I'm going to buy the all white ones. And then mm-hmm. there's also a t-shirt, which that hadn't been talked about until a week ago or whatever. Um, so I'm going to get that too. There's a few clothing items, but where did you see the T-shirt? Because I only saw the two
0: jackets, the men, the, the white jacket with you know, for men and women. Mm. That was the only clothing I saw, and then I saw the four shoes on the site. So, oh yeah, go
1: to the app because there's a T-shirt, there's like a hoodie, there's joggers, there's a few things. Really? Huh. Yeah. For me, it's my issue is this: it's it's you know, I, I like I don't mind it because it's it's the first time Bond is doing anything with a huge brand like that. You know, and we can say Tom Ford's a huge brand. Tom Ford is a huge brand, but it's still got a very niche.
0: It's very different. It's very yeah. different. Yeah. Know, we're talking like, high-end retail versus right. sporting wear, like very right.
1: different. Like going in the dicks and seeing a James Bond shoe is crazy to me. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a that, never that, in a million years. So to me, that's kind of cool. But from a fan aspect, I'm agitated with it because I'm not going to buy all four shoes. I want all four, but I'm not going to drop 800 on four shoes. And then, you know, that aspect is, is agitating because I also, I want the all white ones just because they're, they're sharp as hell. And, um, they've got no time to die in all these different bond, you know, film titles or whatever in the, in the soul or whatever it is. But at the same time, it's like, I look at them and I'm thinking like, okay, so like do I wear them where they get worn out? Because, you know, I was telling my fiance, she was like, what did you say you were buying? I was like, I have to be up at 3am to buy these shoes and this shirt. She's like, and how much are the shoes? It was like 200. Where of course, if I said they were dress shoes, she'd be like, oh, not bad. Adidas, she's like, so you're buying the most expensive Adidas there is. I'm like, yeah. But you also know that if you don't buy them within the first hour, they're on eBay for a grand and you're fucked. But, you know, it's just it's creating an anxiety I wish I didn't have to deal with. That's the negative, the negativity in it. But I'm also glad that they decided to do some sort of marketing with a with a with just a worldwide, very accessible, famous brand, just to kind of get a little more something, something. You know what I mean? Because they've never really done that before and I'm glad they've done that. No, that makes sense.
0: Uh... See, the thing for me, the other thing I'm struggling with is the logo. They like left the gun part of the logo off of it. And so mm-hmm. it's just like. Yeah, it looks a little weird. It looks weird. I feel yeah. like it's this, you know, I don't know. It's just, it, it's strange to me. Like the 007 right. logo is like, that's iconic. Like you don't, you don't fuck with that. Right. And they just, you know, whether it's, you know, politically driven or whatever the hell I have Which no Which I'm sure it is.
1: Yeah. I'm Which sure I'm it sure
0: is. it is. Yeah. I'm just, but it's still kind of like, come on, aren't we
1: all adult enough to be like, okay, that's the double as seven logo. See, the the thing is though. And, and if I get shit on for this, fine. I have to say it. We're, the problem is there's so many people that would have a problem with it. You know, that's the yeah. day and age now. And it's so unbelievably unfortunate that everything has to be taken. So literally everything's a problem. Like, you know, you, you can say it's one side or the other, if you're looking at it politically, but everybody's got a problem with everything. You know what I mean? At some point. And it's kind of, it's exhausting. So in, in fairness to Adidas, they're like, we're one of the biggest brands in the world, especially shoe wise, probably second behind Nike. And they're probably like, we don't have time for this shit. You know what I mean? Like we're doing something we've never done before. We want to get it as right as possible. And like, even the box, the box is beautiful. Like, it's, it's like nothing I've ever seen. It's awesome for, for Adidas, I'm saying, you know, and it's like they're, they've pulled out all the stops. And, and if the launch gets overshadowed by the fact that there's a, a, a seven that looks kind of like a gun, I would just be like, come on. You know what I mean? But it would, it'll happen. It'll happen.
0: Yeah. And I, I get that part of it. And that just, it's just unfortunate, you know, cause it's like, that's the logo. Yeah. Don't but, get me wrong. But,
1: I don't disagree with you. I yeah. don't disagree with you
0: so i mean that's the kind of like and it's not like a huge beef like i get it but i just uh, it's just unfortunate that that's right. what i'll that's where i'll leave it like you know i don't want to offend anyone you know at the end of the day it's just the shirts do have the the full logo though really the clothes do from what i remember huh. yeah well not do. the not the pullover i saw or the zip up i saw the white zip up it just has the zero zero seven it doesn't have the the little let me take a barrel on it let me take another look here
1: but yeah i just oh you're right you're right okay yeah you're right yeah
0: so it just it just looks weird to me i wish like maybe they would have just came up with a new logo Mm -hmm. you know which you know some people might be like no that's anti-religious for bond you know right right But I mean, if that's the issue, like, you know, I mean, this would be a good time for them to rebrand if they're going to do it, you know, new, new actor, you know, 60th anniversary, which we've seen the 60th anniversary logo, but yeah, it's just like, you know, if that's a thing, like, let's just move, move away from it then I guess. So, well, uh, I do want to ask you, um, is there anything you are looking forward to to the premiere as far as, you know, watching it or like, are you doing anything special as far as like when the movie releases in the States? Are you going with friends? Like what, what what's on your radar?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously it comes out on the 8th. I'm going to see it on the 7th with Mr. Jason Kim here in Michigan. Um, and then I am going to go on the sixth as well. AMC is doing an early screening that's on the sixth. So that'll probably be either my fiance and I, or maybe even just me. Um, you know, and that's something I've only done one time before. And it was kind of like it, and it was with force awakens. So being a huge star Wars fan and years and years later, they come out with a new film. I went and saw it with a couple people. And then after that, I went back the next day. Uh, myself and saw it again just because i wanted to really take it in and it was crazy i was living at new york, in new york at the time and i went and saw it in um lincoln at lincoln center and uh at the amc and lincoln center and the the theater itself one of its you know probably 10 or 15 theaters looked kind of like a like you know in michigan we have the fox theater which is very famous just very like opera house you know there was a balcony and it was like very you know uh, michelangelo looking inside so we're, I'm sitting in the balcony and then um, someone's tapping the microphone just like that. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, how are we doing? Star Wars fans. I'm like, shut up. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, let's just play the movie. It's been 20 years. Let's play a movie. <laughs> and then she's like, we got somebody here who wants to say hi. And it was John Boyega. The kid. Oh, the that wow. Plays that's so, so cool. I was like only in New York. Right. He comes out. He's like, what's up um, on you know, Star Wars fan? And I was like, this is actually badass. So I take when all back that what I happens, <laughs> yeah, so it's like when all that fanfare happens, especially when you're not expecting it, and then you're watching it, it's just like, you know, Han Solo and Chewie show up for the first time, everyone's freaking out in the theater, clapping, all these different things. I went back and saw it by myself. I was like, I need, now I need to actually watch the movie. You know, like you're, you're sitting there like, oh, that's Daniel Craig as a swarm trooper. It's gotta be. The next day you're like, okay, let's focus on the story. You know, whatever. So, right. I may do that first and then see it again on, um, you know, Thursday or whatever it is. But, uh, yeah. So aside from that, I mean, I know I'll I'll most likely be seeing it at least two days in a row, at least. What about you? Uh, so
0: I have quite a bit going on. So for me, it's, (laughs) I'm going to go back to Spectre because when I saw Spectre, I flew to London to see it before it was released in the States. And when I landed, I was like, i had it scheduled so i would see it an hour after i landed and got settled so i remember seeing it i was jet lagged just you know super jet lagged but you know pure adrenaline was carrying me through that 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 screening Mm -hmm. and i remember walking out and just not knowing what to think like how to process it like it was just so fast in my mind and so when we got out it was probably about like five or six p.m in london so like we went to dinner got back to our, our hotel, me and my buddy. And then uh, I was, you know, it was still in my mind it's still in my head. And I looked and I was like, there's 1130 screening. I was like, you know what? I'm going to like, I'm going to go. I'm in London. I want to go. So I went to a completely different theater. So I could experience another theater.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I asked my buddy, if he wanted to go. He's like, hell no, I want to sleep. And I was like, absolutely. I get it. No big Even deal. Better. Even better. So I went by myself and I will tell you this, like I got to like dissect the film a little more in that screen. It was the theater wasn't packed. There was probably, it was probably about half full and I had a couple seats between me. So I got to really like immerse myself in this film and it wasn't like overwhelming at this point, Mm -hmm. you know, like I, I had seen it. So like now I'm starting to look for details. I'm starting to like really listen to the dialogue. Um, I remember leaving that film and the, the song that plays uh, at the end, during the credits, it's like a montage of all the music in the film, which mm-hmm. I was very disappointed. It felt like the whole soundtrack was recycled from Skyfall. Mm-hmm. But I digress. Um, I did listen to that. So I wa- left the theater and I put, immediately put it on, on my phone and listened to it you know, with my AirPods in and rode the train home. And I just remember thinking like, wow, this song is going to like mark this moment. Mm-hmm. Of, of of what i've done today and so it has every time i hear that song i think about london so mm-hmm. i love that yeah so i get what you're saying when you say you you know you might you're going to go on wednesday and then you're going to go on thursday because you still need to process it like i totally get that so for me me and cassandra are going to see it on wednesday um probably in la and then On Thursday, I might go back by myself while she's at work and see it again, just because I'm going to be like super hyper and want to see it again. Mm -hmm. And then I have a family screening and a family and friends screening I'm doing on Saturday the 9th. And, you know, I bought about 40 IMAX tickets and, I'm you know, I've got a little over half of them sold at this point to, you know, some friends and family that are coming. I actually had some of my followers on Instagram reach out to me and they're going to come and attend. So that's like kind of exciting, you know, to have, you know, that kind of like gathering, you know, brewing. So I'll be honest with you. I'm really excited for the Saturday thing. And, you know, I'm excited to see the movie, but I think Saturday is going to be like the final event for me, like to kind of close up the film, you know, like seeing it with Mm -hmm. all my friends and family, because I always love going with people that are seeing it for the first time. Right. You know, so I love sharing that. When I saw Spectre, I think I ended up seeing it ten times in theaters because anyone that I talked to that hadn't seen it, and I was like, "Oh, I'll go with you," you know. So, right. It's just that's what I got planned. That's what's on the schedule, the docket for it. So on the um, old
1: sh- schedule.
0: Yeah, and I have this bottle of Bollinger that I've been holding on to for the movie release. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna mm-hmm. crack that open and enjoy it finally because it's been a long time coming. Wouldn't you say, Bud?
1: Mm-hmm. Bollinger, shout out name yeah with the beluga caviar <laughs> but one what what bitch no but one uh, speaking of which did you order the no time to die Bollinger
0: I haven't and it's actually here in my notes to bring up Bollinger and I haven't yet mm-hmm. um, I haven't because I want to wait and see and make sure that and, and I who's, ha- your,
1: who's your guinea pig you are me.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to make sure that this one's going to have the 007 branding on the neck
1: you know what I mean because yeah, it's, it's like better.
0: It if it's just the regular thing. I have the well, box. I think it's
1: supposed to. I think it's supposed to have it on the label as well. I hope so. I hope so. Yeah.
0: Because last time around it was just the standard bottle with the box in America. I know only in Europe they were getting the ones with the, the labeled neck. Mm-hmm. So if I'm gonna go buy another bottle of it, you know, with you know, with the box and all that, I want to make sure it's you know the 007 version. Otherwise, I'm not rushing out to buy any more Bollinger at the at this particular
1: moment. <laughs> right. I will say it's well priced. This oh yeah it's only 60
0: dollars. i think i paid for it or something but yeah which is a steal for such a you know such a delicious champagne but um yeah
1: well mr David a can attest he uh i is since he's been so helpful i sent him and uh his beautiful wife Danielle a bottle of bollinger and that was not 60 dollars. <laughs> that was 61 dollars so. oh ah. totally kidding totally kidding uh you're you're
0: you're in the way to uh Mrs. Zeritsky's uh, heart. Yeah. She, she yeah. likes her Bollinger. Uh, I took them a bottle when I went and visited uh, last yeah. fall. Well, they were supposed
1: and to send me a picture of them drinking it, and I haven't received that. So, I'm a little upset. David probably didn't open it yet. I was going to frame it and put it in my uh, on my my mantle. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I, I can only
0: imagine what David's response to that would be. He'd be like, you know, wow. He's, he, you Know he's walking right now and he had already said it in his head, you know, why yeah. is this? <laughs>
1: yeah, he may not be because uh, he's gonna be uh, in London for the premiere. No, so. we're
0: releasing this shit tonight, so yeah, that way, like yeah, he but can, he's leaving, he's leaving in a day or two. So, well, we got to get it out so you can listen to this on his morning walk before he leaves, yeah, while well, he contemplates
1: life, but, yeah. Well, but, yeah, the, I mean, you know, to wrap up the thing too about seeing it the you know to kind of revert back to seeing the film i just there's one thing i'm scared of you know and this is my vulnerable moment for the episode i i I have this weird thing where if i see a film that um i'm trying to think of like a good one you know like like i don't know titanic or something you -hmm. you know you can you can get you can immerse yourself so much in an experience where you actually think something different is going to happen You know what I mean? You actually think like, maybe they're not going to hit the iceberg or maybe whatever. Yeah. Super girly example, but Titanic. Fuck yeah. So um, for me, it's like, we've heard some of the rumors of things that may happen in the film and I won't go over them for people who don't want to hear them. But aside from what actually happens in the film, you know, this is Daniel Craig's last film and uh, that's it. It's, it's bittersweet, but emphasis on the bitter You know, like Daniel Craig, when he got cast, and we've talked about it before, and I saw him coming across the River Thames, I was like, "This, are you kidding me? But, I mean, the second I saw the trailer for Casino Royale, I was like, this is like nothing I've ever seen. And then here we are. It's been an unbelievably long time since that day was. 16 years or 17 years, 15, whatever you want to call it. But, um, you know, for me, it's like, I just... You know, I, I'm not a casting agent, I'm not Barbara or Michael, but just even just what Barbara said about Daniel Craig, who could possibly fill his shoes at this point, the bar is set so extremely high for me that, um, I don't know, even if Pierce Brosnan went back in time and came back, I'd be like, how do you follow Daniel Craig? You know what I mean? So it's just going to be, it's, it's going to have, even if the film's a hundred percent rotten tomatoes best film ever made Oscars for the whole squad. It'll still be super depressing for me because he's not doing it again. So,
0: yeah. And like, just to kind of follow up on what you said, I just like, I feel the same way, man. Like Daniel brought me back to the franchise. As much as I loved Pierce, there was that Mm -hmm. period, that gap where I stepped away from bond and it just, I was like, okay, that was cool. And I was ready to move on, you know? And, um, with what he did with Casino Royale and just the timing of that release of that film and the way it it affected the way I looked at Bond, it's, that's why I'm here right now, you know, mm-hmm. doing this stuff, creating content around the character and like, you know, making great friends that share this passion. Right. And Whoa. when I was watching that documentary, um, he, what, see, I thought it was amazing that they put that in there.
1: Him crying you know?
0: Him, his last speech, the last yeah. scene, like him running down that hallway, all I know is when I see that in the film, I'm going to know in my brain that was his right. last scene. And, right. you know, there's going to be something kind of inside that, you know you know, the eyes might weld.
1: Well, let's be, let's be men about it. Let's be men about it. Let's just be, let's be fucking dudes. Did you cry when you watched the documentary? Cause I started to tear up. Oh, 100%. I, up. I mean, I wasn't like, you know, I, didn't I had my fiance come over. I was like, watch this, you know? And she was just like, yeah. you just love this so much. I was like, and it's, 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 but it's not even that it's just like seeing something come to an end is yeah, it's, it's so upsetting. It's the,
0: it's the end of an era, dude, man. Uh, you know, like, that's the last 15 years of my life. You mm. know, I, I, I forgot who I was telling that too, but I was like, you know, you realize Casino Royale came out in 2006. Right. And they're like, no way. And I was just like, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of life has happened for me in 15 years. I'm sure the same for you and everyone else, but you know, like Daniel put his heart and soul and his body into this character. And, you know, mm. I, that's why he is my favorite bond you know he 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 has taken it to another level and not to discredit what the other actors have done of course you know they've they've played their part of course but i just for me the impact is is on what daniel's done and you know like today i saw on instagram i think it was on david or rembert's post they made him an honorary commander in the navy the royal navy which is You know, like some people might get all bitchy about it and be like, no, he doesn't need that title, you know. But you know what? Like for me, he has played a part in, you know, awareness with the military, you know, the Royal military over there. And, you know, he has done, you know, I'm sure countless, you know, charity and stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. I think it's a cool little nod, you know, for him, you know, a little title for him to have. And it's just, you know, that kind of stuff, it just, it, it takes it beyond what just the movie is. And that's what makes us fans, you know, is the fact that, Outside of it just being on a screen and a picture, there is an, an element of reality to to these things, and I'm just you know I thought that was just really badass.
1: Yeah, I agree, and um, that's kind of that's funny you brought that up. When I post that, uh, Lady in Review on my YouTube, somebody commented and was like, "This is complete and utter nonsense." James Bond was a was a rich prep school, non military, but I'm just like oh my God, do people really get their panties in a bunch over a review on a pair of boots? Because I said, it's authentic to the character that he wear boots that were actually worn by military members. And oh my God, this guy went off. And it's like, for me, it's just funny because you got to remember something. This is, this is a kid that just wanted to act. And when even when the role came to him, he didn't really want to do it. He didn't think he was the right person for the role. He didn't know if the script is that, whatever you want to say. And then now he's changed a million people's lives and he's gotten a lot of accolades for it. And all these, what's, what's the problem with someone being successful and having good things happen to him? You know what I mean? Why, why people are so anti that, you know? So, I mean, me seeing that he got that, that role or that, that title, the commander or whatever it is, is that's badass to me. You know, and I'm sure that's incredibly special to him. You know, people people can sit here all day and you watch a celebrity say things. And Daniel Craig is always somebody who says, I'm incredibly lucky or I'm incredibly fortunate to blink. And it's very easy to be like, yeah, that's probably what you say, because I, did you watch his BBC One interview yet from today? I, I haven't seen that one yet. No. So in it, he talks about how we went to an Oasis concert and he says, like, I was very, very fortunate to have, you know, we got these great seats, like some private suite type thing. And I'm sitting here thinking like, well, at this time, you know, you're, you're however many years old, 50 or whatever he is. And he's worth like 200 million about to be double that because of knives out. And I'm sitting there thinking like, do you actually get these tickets to an Oasis concert and think you're the luckiest guy in the world? Cause you get to sit in a suite because, you know, I used to go to Pistons games in a suite all the time. And I didn't think that now I do because we don't have a suite anymore. <laughs> but when we did, I didn't think that. You know what I mean? So it's like, of course, you 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 naturally think like, okay, you really think you're fortunate. But it's like, in a moment where an actor gets an honorary title like that, like you have to you have to believe that some things are even that special to somebody as rich and famous and powerful as Daniel Craig might be. Even someone like him, there's something you can do or say that actually may mean something to him you know he's still a human being at the end of the day so to me tangent obviously but you know if people are going to get mad about it whatever fuck them i couldn't have said better myself at the end there (laughs) like it's just it's to me it's like he probably was like this is incredible thank you so much you know what i mean and like let's be real he probably didn't serve a second in the military you know what i mean where it's like you've got prince harry who actually went to afghanistan and isn't just a prince because he's that's his title. So I'm sure Daniel Craigson is not like, oh, yeah, I'll take these pictures. And he's all pissed off being there. He pro- probably meant a lot to him. So good for him. Yeah, exactly.
0: Well, all I know is, is you know, we're, we're literally days away from No Time to Die releasing. And I just, I hope everyone enjoys the release. I hope it's a positive thing for everyone. I hope we're all happy with the final product. hmm just knowing and like you said it's it's daniel's song song so you know it's let's just keep in mind this man has sacrificed for this franchise for 15 years whether it was positive negative whatever your viewpoint is on it he still put the time in mm-hmm. and he's taken the character where it is now and yeah they're big shoes to fill but i think that's a good thing i think that's a great thing going into a new merger with you know amazon and The bar is set really high, and I just, you know, the only thing I can say is, you know, everyone keep your expectations, you know, level on whoever this new person is. I mean, I couldn't imagine being told, oh, yeah, by the way, uh, you're you're the next James Bond. Good luck. You know, you have to follow Daniel Mm -hmm. Craig's, you know, what he's done over 15 years, you know. Right. That's an immense amount of pressure. So whoever it is, whoever they are, whatever they look like or however they act. I'm not going to judge them until I see what they do on screen. And that means when the movie comes out, because I just think you make the role that much incredibly harder. If you start judging them based off of previous work or like their appearance or their demeanor, like, cause I think a lot of people did that with Daniel and look, we got 15 years out of him when we thought we might only got one film. So Mm -hmm. you never know. So choose the benefit of the doubt before you make a solid judgment on someone.
1: Yep. Agreed.
0: Well said, Paison. Yeah, thank you. Um, well, this is Luke and Lorenzo from Blunt Instruments. We'll catch you on the next one. See
1: you guys.